Welcome one and all to the Guillotine Girls Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Queen Cujo, and with me always is Madeline. How you doing? Me. Hi, I'm good. <laughs> I'm here. Yay. All right. The movies that we are covering for the pod today is our best theme so far. It is the best of the best and everybody's going to complain and and talk shit but that's okay it's sequels rule yes the movies that we're covering is prom night 2 and strangers pray at night i'm excited i I always loved prom night 2 it's a it's just a fun movie though we'll get into it we'll get into why we love these movies i'm psyched i'm really psyched about this whole thing my dearest friend andrew fay if i could say his name right yeah Andrew Fay um, recommended this movie while we were doing a team up with the Outsiders of Horror this past weekend, and it's a movie by Fred Durst, the lead singer of Limp Biscuit, um, and it stars John Travolta and friggin' Devin Sawa. He hasn't done much in a while, has he? I the Big- last. I haven't seen the last movie I saw him in was maybe the second SLC punks movie. And I was like, all right, he just plays like every other, you know, old punk rocker dude that grows up, but he still looks fucking good. He looks amazing for his age and just still, still fine as ever. Still the nineties boy crush that I've had since forever. He looks a lot different. Like I was, um, when you mentioned the fanatic, I looked him up and I was like, I did not know he was the guy in that Eminem video. I yeah. had no idea that was him. I was like, wow, he looks so different. Like, he aged very well. He just mm-hmm. looks completely different. Just Yeah, he's he's a lot toner now. Looks really nice. Um, the movie, it, it, Travolta in it looks so friggin' different. This dude's massive in it. I always thought he was like some short, short, tort actor, you know? Just and that little... creepy haircut. Like, oh, it was that's majestic. It's a bowl cut <laughs> and it's like shaved on the sides and then he's got a party in the back with this shit. Yeah, it's so I'm in my like I know John Travolta's older than this, but it's like it's so I'm in my mid fifties and still live with my mother and she still cuts mm-hmm. my hair. <laughs> like... I think we like we were talking I was talking with a bunch of people about this movie and that you know the mannerisms that he has in this movie is just fucking crazy because we know people like this kind of that just kind of move around and just you know just have these like certain tics that you know you see and it's i watched the trailer it's about a he's he plays a horror fan right devin sawa plays a actor yeah sawa is an actor um, and then Travolta's like an obsessive fan who's obsessed with horror movies, memorabilia, like everything. He goes, everybody knows him as a first name basis at the shop and they know him. They're like, well, it's going to be here, here and here. You know, there's going to be this event and you've got to go see him. Women well, already see him. And it's just, it's a crazy ass movie. Um, it didn't make a lot back but I feel like it has more of like a cult kind of like a classic cult vibe that it'll probably muster up. Uh, I watched the trailer when it was mentioned and I was like, mm. this is kind of creepy because you d- we do like there are people just like that 
who look like that with that haircut, those mannerisms in the horror scene that you will meet at conventions who are obsessed with memorabilia and they can sit there and talk your ear off about horror, name like exact dates that films come out and stuff like that. It's like, okay, okay, dude. Okay, dude. You're like, dude, I need to get away. I need to go to the bathroom, dude. Chill. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I always recommend that somebody, like anybody, watch this fucking movie. It needs more attention in its life. It's fucking crazy. I mean, aside from some of the stuff, I would probably rewrite a little bit of it. It's still a gem. It still needs to, you know, get recognized a little bit. Is it for rent, like on Prime or anything? Or I got it off it of. Well, no, I got it off of um, Apple TV. You could rent it off of Apple TV. I don't know if you can. You probably can get it off of Prime as well. I'll have to check it out. I was planning on checking out a uh, Candy Corn, hopefully tonight. Maybe I'll have a little double feature. Oh, I want to watch that too. But other than that, I watched Hell House, The Abandoned, or is it, I guess it's like Hell House 3. I remember watching the first Hell House. And yes, found footage movies are fucking weird sometimes. I don't, some people either love them or hate them. This one was okay. This wasn't like a bad, you know, yeah, it wasn't a terrible, you know, found footage movie, but it was very heavily edited and you could kind of almost guess like what is gonna happen i think i watched the first two hell house movies and i don't know found footage is always for some reason i've never been that impressed with a lot of american found footage films but the found footage films coming out of japan are amazing hmm. like nori the curse is one of the best movies i've ever seen and if i hear something's found footage i usually avoid it Nope. <laughs> it's a great movie. <laughs> I don't need the headache tonight. That's what you're thinking. We're <laughs> going to get seasickness. Like, I don't know if I was the only person, but like the big, I think it was like one of the first found footage films was Blair Witch. Yeah. And I was throwing up. Like, it, it was really bad. Too. Yeah. It gave me st- motion sickness. Like, I missed a big chunk of the movie because I was violently ill in the bathroom. <laughs> Because all that shaking with the fucking camera and it's like obnoxious. God, quit it. Stay still. Put that shit on a tripod or something. Fuck. Yeah, put, put it on a skateboard or something. Like, Lucifer Valentine does that with his stuff. And I think that um, Raimi did something similar. Like, smooth movements. Okay? Don't, don't make your audience sick. Don't have a seizure while you're fucking filming. Okay? Yeah. Other than the Hell House movie, uh, the other one that I watched, which wasn't even really horror to begin with because I like to punish myself, was uh, The Happy Time Murders. And... How was... Uh, I'm like I'm curious, <laughs> but I don't <laughs> want to because I love Meet the Feebles. Meet the Feebles is genius. And I was like, okay, this is kind of reminding me of Meet the Feebles, but... I don't know. It's oh my god! It's directed by Brian Henson, um, and it's of course you know it's you know all the puppets are made from the Henson Company. Um, mm-hmm. It is a train wreck. It is interesting. I've like you know along maybe I wish that they could have picked a different actress other than Melissa McCarthy to do this. Maybe like a male actor would have been even more better at doing that. But yeah, this was. It wasn't a bad movie. It was just like so predictable in some sense. 
But it was kind of funny because you're like, oh my god, this is so fucking wrong seeing puppets do shit like this. I don't know. I I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. I think that you have to encounter, like, you have to really watch it for yourself. If you feel like, I'm like, all right, I want to fucking watch some trash today. Let's put in, <laughs> let's put in this movie. Let's just not think and see what goes from there. And it wasn't bad or anything. It wasn't like shitty like most of the like high dollar action hero movies that you see. Well, I did go to the theaters and I did see Three from Hell, which I'm sure you know about. Madeline saw her <laughs> husband. Right. I wish. It was funny. Uh, an old coworker of mine was there and she was like, wow, I'm surprised to see you here. And I turned to her and I said, what other motherfucker would you expect to see at this movie? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, yeah, yeah, you've got a point. <laughs> it, I've heard a lot of mixed reviews, but there are people that quite literally just go to see Rob Zombie movies to shit all over them. Of course. Which, you know, which I'm like, and their complaints are always like, basically, he's not Stanley Kubrick. Well, no, he's not. But <laughs> Don't again, go to nobody, a Rob Zombie movie. Yeah, nobody <laughs> wants fucking Stanley Kubrick. I mean, I, I love Stanley Kubrick. I love his style of movies. You don't need to put him in that category. You should know by now that when you go and see a Rob Zombie movie, you're not going to expect the best characterization or dialogue. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Stop complaining about those things. It's kind of like complaining that H.P. Lovecraft has crappy dialogue in his stories. We know this. It's not his strong point. <laughs> but he really kind of, for me, it's kind of like he, it really showed how much he progressed as a director because a lot of things that i had issues with with some of his earlier films i'm like oh he fixed that he really improved upon it it's better with time and and you know and just working on things i don't know people are gonna say stuff and you know one man's trash is another man's treasure oh yeah and i do love trash sometimes we all love trash sometimes you just gotta you know, put in like Terra Firmer or Pet Cemetery <laughs> too, and have yeah. a drink and just bask in the absolute filth that is Actually, that movie. I like both of those movies. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> so besides Three from Hell, what else have you have you watched anything else? Last night I did watch Fan of the Paradise for like the thirtieth time. I don't know. I've been watching I, it almost once a week. I love that movie. <laughs> It's just a fun watch, and the visuals are just amazing, and I love the music. And I can watch it at work without getting in trouble. Yeah, because it's, it's yeah. artsy, and... It's like, oh, it's just a fan of the opera. Yeah. Well, it's... actually, it's more Faust, but yeah, it's... Like, see, it's it's fine. It's harmless. <laughs> and, uh... Man, what else? Before seeing Three from Hell, I, you know, I put in uh, text chains up to, which... You kind of got to do that. The Incident or Asylum Blackout, which is a phenomenal movie if no one has seen it. That was it's probably a... me. <laughs> really? Oh, I... it's such a tense movie. It is It is terrifying. It is really well done. See, I feel like and I've been living a... underneath the rock. You're like, you haven't seen this yet? I'm like, no, dude, I haven't had the time, but I'll add it to the fucking pile of shit I need to watch anyway. <laughs> I, I have no life, so that's what I do. There are days where I watch like 10, not 10, but like 
four or five movies. It does happen. So five billion movies. That's okay. I'm not judging. There are but... days I just veg out and watch movies. Uh... Yes, days off. That's what they're called, right? <laughs> yep, days off. You know, you sit down with the cats. You get some sushi. Watch movies all day and kind of feel bad that your laundry still isn't done and your lawn isn't mowed. But you got to watch a lot of movies, so it's not too bad. Girl, same. (laughs) Same. That was about it. But I did pick up some treats from Trick or Treat Studios, which just came in the mail today. They put out some, like almost replicas of the vintage Halloween decorations that had that were jointed and stuff like that. I got the Texas Chainsaw Massacre set and one for Universal Monsters, which are adorable. And they have the Invisible Man in there and the Wolfman and they're just precious. They're super cute. Are you just going to just basically just put them up on the wall or are you going to frame them? Um, they actually have a little hole in them, which mm. I was happy about because Back when I was a, a wee girl, you had to tape those, and if you liked them, it was like a real challenge not to tear the whole thing apart, or by five years later, it's just covered in tape from hanging it up every year. So, I think I might hang them for now, and, you know, depending if I hit the lottery or someone hits me with their car and there's a nice lawsuit, I might get frames for things. <laughs> You know, you don't even barely hit the car, and you just grab your leg. Oh, my God! <laughs> Ah, my vagina. You broke, right? you broke <laughs> my spleen. I don't know how, but my spleen is broken. I can't find it. <laughs> no. Terrible. That's so terrible. I kind of have like a similar thing to that. Um, I think I ordered it off of Fright Rags about a week ago. And I got them. And I need to make room for them. And I don't know where to put them in this, this office that I own. And I... I don't know. I wish they were felt because I feel like the old school Halloween decorations that were like the cutouts that you would put up had felt on them to make them real like fuzzy and soft and cute. But those were great. And now Mm. they have glitter. Fuck. The The herpes. Fuck it. Yeah. (laughs) The herpes of the craft world. (laughs) I've never brought glitter into my house. One person got me a damn birthday card with a unicorn on it which i wasn't sad about the unicorn but i was sad about all the glitter and i swear my house still is covered in glitter (laughs) note to self don't give madeline any fucking glitter (laughs) no don't it angers her and it's been sucking because this year there's a lot of there's a comeback to the old vintage style halloween decorations but they're all covered in fucking glitter (laughs) (laughs) And then you just want to look at it just to see, like, if it's that severe of glitter, but then it gets all over you and you're like, fuck, I need to wash my hands for the fifth millionth time. And when you wash your hands, it just, it just spreads everywhere. It's terrible. Like, like, I don't understand why they have to add glitter to everything. Glitter's not really, like, the best texture, especially if you try to clean the decoration. It's. It's it sucks because then you're scraping off all this fucking crap and it's getting where everywhere. So I blame hipsters. Hipsters are the they're they're who brought glitter back. It's oh, them. I, I thought it was like the women that like Martha Stewart decorating stuff. I don't know. 
We're like, we're just going to put this on glitter and chalk paint and 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 make it look vintagey when it's not supposed to be vintagey or old and shit. It's Ugh. terrible. What? Ugh. Ugh, chalk paint. Just, yeah. uh, okay, okay. I'm like, I'm having flashbacks of chalk paint and glitter. Okay, we got we to gotta talk about something else. Okay, you're having, you're having <laughs> nom, nom flashbacks about chalk paint. I'll never bring up chalk paint, paint oh. ever again in my life. I, I work in a group home. It, it's just fucking chalk paint and glitter. It's terrible. On everything? Fuck that. I wouldn't want to work they, there. They have so much glitter. And these kids are in a group home. So they're not exactly the cleanest kids. So I just like come back from work looking like a damn Twilight vampire that went to a <laughs> rave. It's terrible. <laughs> Glitters and feces. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's my life. Uh, all right. Well, I will go. I will get into my pickups <laughs> on this note. Talking about woo, glitters and feces. There you go. That's our new saying right here. Glitter I, and feces. Oh yeah. So I got some VHS tapes in the mail. I have, and you know what the funny thing is? I have not seen two of these movies that I have gotten in the mail. One of them Ooh. is Wes Craven's Shocker. I'm not gonna... my favorite Wes Craven movie. <laughs> but at least better than Deadly Friend, right? Okay, I may have gone and watched Deadly Friend about three more times since we did the podcast. And it's oh, growing on me. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> There's only one good fucking scene out of that whole movie, and I've already mentioned it. It's when fucking Ann Ramsey, the mother, the fucking Fratelli's mom, gets fucking dodgeball style killed by a basketball. That not the kid date like giving his mom a date rape drug, very no. badly. Because you can watch anything else with with anybody date raping their mother. I mean, not really date raping their mother, but you know, giving their drugs or something like that, or drugging your mom, giving your mother a roofie colada or some shit like that. Just like stirring it in the coffee with her finger, and it's like, oh my, that wouldn't work. It's That's mommy very Swirl around. Yeah, Shockers is this. I have yet to see it. I'll probably watch it if I feel like watching garbage. Um, it's it's garbage. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna read it between Deadly Friend and and I guess <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street and see which one like teeters more to it. Um, the next one I got was the OG Children of the Corn with Lim- Linda Mombod Hamilton and uh, Peter Horton. Peter Horton and his nice ass hair. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, that's that's just a good movie. Yeah. So that was one of them. And then you're gonna be ex- you're gonna be ecstatic and excited on the one that I got that I was just really shocked to see Todd Browning's Freaks. <gasps> mhm. I want to see such this movie. a fantastic. Oh, yes. oh! Right after this, you gotta watch it. It is it is just amazing. Like it's so impressive. Yes, I'm. I'm pretty excited about it because you he like I've heard about this movie for what for a long time, have yet to really kind of just, you know, sit down and watch it because I never really see it on any other you know platform, any streaming services or anything like that. So, but I'm definitely going to be watching that. 
Um, but that was my current pickups for this week that I got in the mail. Haven't done, haven't gone anywhere just yet to kind of pick anything up and been working on other stuff. But that's it. Yeah, I've been, I've been saving my money because I'm planning next month to go on a trip to see Jeffrey Combs' one-man show as Edgar Allan Poe. So, I hate you. No movie hunting for me. I hate, I hate you so fucking much. I'm sorry. I'll take pictures. You're damn right. Tell him. I'll tell try him to I take said... pictures with him, and I'll tell you how he smells. Yeah. I tried smelling him when I did meet him. I'm like, <sighs> <sighs> yeah, no, I totally am not creepy. Of course, I'm creepy. No, just, just, just admire him and his his vast hotness, because you know oh. he's the same age as my fucking dad, but still ravingly hot. I'd call him daddy. <laughs> daddy. Yeah. Can I call yeah. you daddy? <laughs> uh, I The tickets are actually reasonably priced. I was kind of happy about that. And I'm hoping I can pick my seat. So I'll put it right up front. You know. Yeah, be up there. Be just all up in there. It'd be like, you'll be pushing people out of the way. Gangway, get out of the, get out of the fucking way, asshole. <laughs> He's mine, you fuckers. Yeah. Move the fuck over. Pushing some old lady out of her chair or something. <laughs> she took the keys to my Cadillac car. Jumped in my keys. Did you see Mary Lou? She, drove she went behind the stage with Cooper. All right, that's it for Mary Lou Maloney, the 1957 Hamilton High Prom Queen. Never mind the stupid cape on head, just give me the crown. This year, someone special is coming back to Hamilton High for prom night. Mary Lou Maloney. Mary Lou! She's been dead for 30 years. Now she's going to use Vicky's body to get her crown back. Good morning, prom queen. Only nominated, not the winner. Not yet. Mary Lou Maloney has come back. Vicky. Wrong. You came with me. She will enter your body and possess you. See you later, alligator. On revenge. Another prom queen hopeful bites the big one. Cracking up? I don't know what's happening to me. You know something about this, don't you? Sucker! She took the keys to my Cadillac car. They're playing our song. Hello, Mary Lou. Prom night two. It's trash. But it's such fun trash. It's better than the first one. That's what I think, you know. Yeah. It's so. the like I was thinking about like I don't need, I didn't even really remember the first prom night, and I put it back in. I'm like, holy crap! I watched this just a few months ago. Kind of forgettable, and it's kind of like that whole. It's so formulaic and dark. That's the other thing. Like you can barely see the actors through most of the movie. In the first one or the or the second one? The first one. It, you know, I think for me, 
I believe the first one was more like slasher based. And then, mm-hmm. at, you know, this was, I think, Jamie Lee Curtis coming off of Halloween and hoping that this ma- this movie would take off like Halloween would. And it didn't. I don't think it did much of a, like, I don't even think it brought in anything either. On It was, I was confusing it with, I think it's called Terror Train, where it's almost the same exact movie, but on a train with a slasher killing teenagers you know, the whole thing where they randomly find their their friend's dead and they're mistaking the slasher for someone else and they get killed. And they're so- getting picked off here and there. Yeah, the first one, I didn't care for it because, like, the kills weren't original. They were just basic. They were just basic kills. And, like, yes, you're going to see tits. Yes, okay, that's that's the high school aspect of it, you know. She didn't give you what the second, you know... I think Jamie Lee Curtis's character in the first one didn't give you the aspect of what, you know, you got from the actress that played the main in um, the second prom night. But let's see. The stats for this movie, it was released in 1987, and it is also Canadian. Oh, Canada. And it stars Michael Ironside in it and Wendy Lyons. And Lisa Schrage. Is that how you pronounce it? Shridge. Played Man- Mary Lou. She was pretty convincing. I thought she she did a good job. Yeah, I did too. I I um I was kind of amazed that she hasn't been in more stuff because I'm like, oh yeah, she, I've seen her in a few movies. It's like, nope. She played the character really well. I liked it. What like how what she brought to the table when being like possessed prom queen because. It's not really, you know, hence, you know, it's not, it's not slasher. It's more, because this movie was released right around like the same time as like Nightmare on Elm Street and all these other movies, and it kind of gave it a little bit of that aspect. Like it's like this is an entity that can get you any day or any time of the day and scare you. I always thought that was really cool about this movie. It was almost Nightmare Two ish. Uh huh. And there was definitely a lot of kind of references to Nightmare on Elm Street in this. Yeah. Michael Ironside. I think that's one of the fun parts about this movie is there's a lot of movie references. Yes. Just the opening. Okay, so the opening scene of this movie where she's just like skanking it up. She goes to the prom with, you know, Michael Ironside, who is like the the baldest senior I've ever seen in my entire life in this movie. But, you know... Can we give the movie some credit with that? Because the kid or the the actor they got to play young Michael Ironside mm-hmm. looks like young Michael Ironside. I'm just going to Google young Michael Ironside. <laughs> just he really de- like I can see I can see that. Unlike, you know, I'd say like the new it movie where I'm like, really, that kid grew into that. Really? Come on. <laughs> you never. I, I don't, don't know. see it at all. I couldn't. I don't believe that Flint, like Wolfhound, could look like Bill Hader because I don't know. I can't see that. It's a little bit more different. That's just my opinion. Yeah, because she's okay. So the opening scene, she's skanking it up. You know, she goes and she's like making out. And I'm trying to remember the aspect of this movie is that she gets her her crown. And apparently a stink bomb was supposed to go off, but it ignited her in fire 
Yeah, yeah, she had a prom dress that was made of nothing but tool and gasoline, apparently. Because <laughs> that thing went up. That thing just engulfed in flames within a second from a stink bomb. And mm-hmm. nobody and nobody could, like, of course, I guess this was the 1950s. Nobody had a fucking fire extinguisher or anything like that. Yeah, stop, drop, and roll apparently wasn't a thing yet. Because, of course, yeah. like, every other film character that gets light and lit on fire she's just kind of spinning around just like a like a moth on fire you know mm-hmm. it was just the weirdest thing about this movie is that nobody could have grabbed something and like put it over her to you know get this like fire out and they just let her burn and they're just freaking out staring in horror like really you couldn't fucking get with it and just you know try to put her out take your jacket and just like slap her with that well, she was kind of a cunt. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a lovable one. A in lovable a way, one? she was... Like, she was that... She's that type of character where it's like, yeah, she's awful, but I like her. She's yeah. very charismatic. And you kind of fall in love with her, which I think is, you know, a, a fun type of villain. I mean, she, she goes to the prom with Michael Ironside. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I'm going to... He's looking for his, his date, and she's making out with this guy named Buddy. Who becomes a priest later on in life. Yeah, naturally he com- becomes a priest later on. And did you notice when they're making out that the background is all flames? Like, no, I did not notice that. Oh my god, little Easter eggs there, Madeline. Yeah. Jeez. And now I gotta go back and watch it again. Which I thought was kind of cool. I'm like, oh, it's symbolic of hell. It's like, oh wait, yeah, she gets set on fire. I forgot. <laughs> so they you know like I said she burns up that fast um, the whole thing I guess he like he thinks about it and goes on in life to become I guess the principal of the high school and has a kid and everything and you know I guess they know like him and Buddy know each other in the community that all this shit had happened we stay in the same town and all this crap happens we grow up we have kids and stuff like that the main character's name I'm trying to remember Vicky Vicky yes Vicky Carpenter with her VC Andrews American Gothic mother where did this woman come from she seems so out of place she she seemed like she was the kind of woman that you know when her younger age was like psychotic and crazy and wild and then decided to be born again and you know, now I have to be I have to be very overbearing and up my daughter's ass all the time. Right. She she deep throated every single guy in town, but now she yells at her daughter for showing her ankles type of person. Oh, God. But yeah, Vicky's last name, Carpenter, I think is the reference to John Carpenter, right? Cause... Yeah, definitely. Vicky mm-hmm. Walt in Virginia. Of course her mother's name is Virginia. That's the <laughs> So Vicky basically has a boyfriend. Mother disapproves of the boyfriend. Dad's okay with some of the stuff. He's not obsessed about most of the stuff his wife's obsessed about. She's trying to get prom money to go buy a dress. Mom's like, no, you don't need this. So she's looking for, you know, a replacement, a nice dress to at least wear to this event because she wants to go to her prom. Yeah, and I guess her only option is, like, her mom's like, you can wear, is it a green 
or blue dress. I thought it was a green dress. Yeah, it's like a green dress. Like, you can wear the green dress. And it's the frumpiest, saddest looking dress. It's a green like, trash wow. bag. That's what it is. Yeah. You poor girl with did your you, mother. <laughs> did you ever go to prom? I went to my junior prom, another person's junior prom as a date. He was a year above me. And then my senior prom, my family established that it was just a waste of money. So my grandparents conned me to not, not conned me. They, they convinced me it would be better if like the three of us just took a trip to see where I got accepted to college and check out some places along the way instead of going to prom. And we established, it was actually cheaper to do that, to go to on a little road trip to New Hampshire than go to senior prom. It, it is price gouging during prom. It is really crazy. Some of the bills I like, because, you know, I I do have like some people I went to high school with that their kids are now going to prom and stuff. And they're like, wow, this I was a terrible child for making my parents contribute to this. Just now you're going to laugh your ass off at me. I went to my junior prom, but I didn't go to my senior prom because I didn't, you know, I was like, fuck this. High school's almost done. I'm. I'm over this shit. But junior prom, oh my god. Um my grandfather bought my dress and you know where my where you know where I bought my dress from? I bought my dress from fucking OG Hot Topic when it was all scary and gothic inside. That's yeah. awesome. And it was a white like medieval dress and oh my god, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, but yeah, I went my my grandfather paid for this dress. My mom took him in. And he was like, I think it was like in his 60s at the time. He didn't know what the fuck that place was. But he bought it. I did my own hair. I did my makeup. I don't, you know, I didn't really spend any money. I painted my nails and that was it. Um, and my boyfriend at the time, uh, I guess like he either wore his, his dad's, you know, suit and tie. And that's what we did. We did the like DIY. I think the only money he really ever spent was on the garage and it was you know i was like it was just a flower that didn't last that long i pretty much did the cheaper way like i bought the dress from both my dresses from deb's but i did that thing where i waited like a few days before prom so they were 50 percent off Woo. <laughs> like i remember there was one dress i loved and i worked in the mall and i would kept go- i kept going into deb's and like hiding the one that was left in my size in random places so no one else would buy it that's terrible it, it worked though you're like got it yep Cause deb employees did not give a shit talk about the most defeated people in the freaking mall during prom they're season. like walmart employees oh man like yeah or even like Home Depot employees where they actively run away from you when you try to ask for help. I'm like, come back. I need to go buy some, uh, buy some wood. Right? It's like, please, I have no, I don't know anything about plumbing. Help me. Besides our prom experiences, I think, so this movie kind of like covers a lot of traumatic shit that happened in the 80s. Like a lot of high school issues, like peer pressure, drug addiction, Friggin' teenage pregnancy. That was pretty interesting. 
that almost came out of left field in the fact that it was like the art student I don't know. I don't think the pregnancy would have lasted very long with how much aquaphor she freaking used in her hair. That was insane. She had that fucking big-ass 80s punk rock hair. Her name was Jess, of course. Jess apparently met a boy. Things were going great, and he fucking, you know, and then he skedaddled, and she found out she was pregnant, and that was crazy. That whole fucking situation was crazy, and that she, you know, continued with her her life. She didn't know what she was going to do. She chips off, she tries to chip off one of these fucking jewels off of that tiara and gets, the whole death scene was pretty gnarly and weird. The way that she was like yanked out and they made it look like it was a suicide, like a nightmare, the first nightmare. With the yeah, I was, it was a pretty good kill. I was kind of sad they didn't use the giant paper cutters that were in all the art rooms because as an art major through high school, those things still to this day scare the shit out of me. Have you seen School Spirit? It's on Hulu. It's um a no, Blumhouse not release. There is a kill that involves that. Ooh. Oh yeah. I would just say watch it just for that kill. Um, it's an okay movie. It's not like the best, but if you want high school like nostalgic weird horror movies, then watch that. I'll check it out, especially if they use that, because those damn things, like not really so much now, but back in the day, you could definitely take someone's head off with it. Yeah, because no Big ass, sharp ass blade that you could probably fuck your hands up pretty bad with it too. <laughs> yeah, and it had some weight to it. It was nice. Awkward gift giving. So <laughs> she runs off with her her boyfriend. He gives her the plainest cross necklace <laughs> that has ever existed. It's it was just an odd gift because. She clearly does not like being under the thumb of her very religious, conservative mother. There's no indicating that she's particularly religious or that this this guy is. And he gives her this. And it's so plain. It's, it's like a puny some, cross. It is. And it's like add a little bit of filigree or, or an inlay to that damn thing. It's like it's like the base jewelry cross that every walmart and target uses pretty much the whole thing it's like if somebody is getting like somebody getting a bunch of shit from their overbearing religious parent like i don't want to remind him of it with this fucking cross it's just stupid yeah i just i was like that's a weird choice of a gift i mean there wasn't anything showing like they don't mention like oh we met at church camp or something like that it's just Here's this, the plainest cross I could find for the plainest girl in the world. In high school. Sorry, Vicky. <laughs> oh, poor Vicky. She didn't know what happens. Um, okay, I have to talk about this scene. I have to talk about this. this. Is a good scene. This is a good kill. The fucking no, it was her friend. Yeah, it. So besides mm-hmm. that. So Vicky's friend is like all, you know, because, of course, Vicky is possessed by, I guess, Mary Lou. And so she's, you know, she goes in there, like she goes in the locker room to, you know, to bathe, only to be like almost fucking molested by Vicky. And she's like, well, you know, I got to get away from 
my friend trying to stick her fingers in my butt. So she just walks off in the in the whole locker room trying to get away, and it's like taunting. And she hides in a fucking locker. The effects in that scene, I fucking love. Because I, like, literally, whatever I'm doing, if I'm watching this movie and if I'm moving around, I will purposely stop to watch this scene in particular. Because not only is Vicky walking around bare-ass naked trying to fucking hunt her friend down um, as Mary Lou... But, like, the way that they, cr- like, she crushes this fucking locker and, like, all of the insides coming out. It's the fucking gnarliest kill mm-hmm. ever. It scared the shit out of me when I first watched this. It was one of those which they've kind of lost this art in filmmaking now of letting the audience complete the scene. Because you don't see what happens. You know what happens. And guess what? your brain's more fucked up than anything that even the best gore <laughs> effects artists can put together. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And, and it reminds, I don't know, it gave me such, like, carry vibes. Like, like I could have seen that movie. Kind of? that. Well, like, um, just the lockers, because she, she, like, gives it that, like, look, and it just crushes her. The flirting in this movie was so cringy that I ended up fast-forwarding through some of it. Where she's possessed by Mary Lou, the flirting, or just, like, the regular 80s flirting? The the regular, like, when they're both sitting next to each other at the diner type of stuff, it's like, oh my god, please stop. Is it too Saved by the Bell for you? Saved by the Bell would have been an improvement, which is sad. I think they were going a little too overboard in a way of trying to emphasize how this girl was really the polar opposite of Mary Lou mm-hmm. I think and it kind of is like okay we get it we we understand move on I have the VHS tape spider web that was genius who yeah. thought of that you get a gold star in my book whoever thought of using doing a spider web using VHS tape that's sacrilegious when I think about that but yeah that is creative. Just just think of it as like all just copies of really, really, really bad movies. like Shitty movies. Yeah, like the Dead Don't Die VHS tape. That's what oh, they used. God! <laughs> Don't fucking get... No, no! Oh, no, you opened Pandora, Pandora's box, Madeline. Thank you. Fuck. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, okay, all right. Oh. But you don't feel so bad about it now, do you? You're like, no, yeah, no. destroy no. all that just, 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 <laughs> just let me like do target practice with that fucking movie. Pull, boom, yes. Oh, I hated Funny it. Funny story, real fast. I hated that movie too. I everyone <laughs> knows I hated that fucking movie, and I w- because I was really excited to see it, and it was such a letdown. But yeah. it's out now. And I went to Target to check out, you know, if they maybe got some better Halloween stuff in, which they didn't. And I walked by it and flipped it off. And one of the employees <laughs> goes, oh, I see you saw the movie, too. Oh, oh shit. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my God. Why is it so mutually hated? I have some friends that are like, I liked it. I'm like, fuck you. You're so full of fucking bullshit. <laughs> You're just kissing the ass of whatever is promoting it of that director that uh what's his name the one who did jim only 
what is lovers it? left alive which yeah. i'm sorry should have been called only lovers left awake because i still can't stay awake to see that movie <laughs> it's that bad can't. it's it's it helps me sleep i will, will give it that like thank I've you never seen it um i know that it's what he's he's done trapped in paradise right is that i think that's one of the movies that he's done he's i'm not I thought sure he, i hope yeah. him I wish that maybe it was okay. So the movie's great cast, great cast all together. The beginning of storyline makes sense, but when you get further into the movie, it's a fucking shit show. It's just full of shit. It's bullshit, bullshit mountain. It, it tried to do so much and failed at every single thing, including being funny. Yeah. And I, as someone who thinks the Greasy Strangler is one of the greatest, no, not thinks, the Greasy Strangler is one of the greatest films ever made. <laughs> I kind of saw what he was going for, but it's like, sweetheart, you are not Jim Hosking. And I, I stand firm to this. If they had handed the director of the Greasy Strangler this exact script, this exact cast, this movie would have been a cult classic. Yeah. It would have made sense. It yeah. would have been. I would have been like not pissed off at the end. That's what it would help me with, you know. I like seeing zombie Steve Buscemi for the total of like a split second he was on screen. It's like yeah. you make Steve Buscemi sit through zombie makeup and you show him for not even two seconds. There's not a lot to add to that because no, Steve's, no. Steve looks the same almost. You just made him look a little <laughs> bit like deader, kind of. Yeah. I, and- I, I hated what they did with him. It's like, okay, he wears a mega hat. There's no reason to treat him like Judy from freaking sleepaway camp. He has done nothing. The man has done nothing to you guys. Like, stop it. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> Wish that we could have done a different thing with that character. Made it a little bit, you know, just make him the town asshole without all that. And that would have been perfect. You can easily make someone a complete and utter hated piece of crap without doing a whole lot i mean come on how long did it take you to want franklin to die in the texas chainsaw massacre movie a minute probably probably a good good solid like five seconds <laughs> yeah you can do it how long did it take you to hate judy from sleepaway camp not even a minute not even a minute you, no that bitch needed no. to die now um, you saw that side fucking ponytail and you knew it's like you oh, knew. It's it, and then she got the fucked up death in that movie but that was pretty pretty gnarly Whew. yep I would, <laughs> what other do you have any other notes for prom night two in from that or no let's see uh oh we got to talk about the rocking horse yeah, the creepy fucking rocking horse while she's in the, bed and she's like quit it quit it don't put the creepy tongue rocking horse yeah that would scare me as a kid fuck that i loved that thing and i loved when she was like completely possessed with um by mary lou she's Mm -hmm. in that sparkly blue dress on the rocking horse like just molesting its mouth with her fingers (laughs) and then like what she makes out with her father and shit i'm like yeah yeah And then her mom sees all this shit, and she's like, she totally fucking goes psychotic, like, fucking, I do what I want, and throws her fucking mom through a glass window. Mm-hmm. That's some gnarly ass shit. Um, 
I, if they someone needs to like NECA, NECA, make a replica of just that rocking horse, <laughs> please. That I want one. will one. buy it. I will. I will buy that rocking horse. In fact, after watching this again for the show, I started going on eBay seeing if there was any like old rocking horses and stuff I could repaint. But they all they all cost a lot of money. A fuck ton of money. <laughs> Big huge ass fucking chest of crap. That she finds the tiara and dress in. And that apparently this is like the portal to hell. Or the portal to Mary Lou's hell. Where mm-hmm. I, I kind of just like. You know she closes it. The ending scene was just crazy. Of how she's like. Well I'm still in here. I'm not possessed anymore. Pull me out of this fucker. Um, what was his name? The boyfriend character. How like My- Michael Ironside son in this movie is Josh? somewhat seduced huh i think his name his name was josh yeah he he gets seduced by her and you see the scene where he's getting like pulled away in a car i guess in a dream and she's just like got her hooks in him and everything that was a good scene just the whole aspect of this movie and how just how it's so different than the first one and that it is like you could watch all the shit the chalkboard scene where she gets pulled into it oh, that was so that was just very well done the word it was like that. a it was like a black whirlpool of her just getting pulled into it and fucking like just swirled into the clog of this fucking blackboard that was gnarly yeah Oh, no, his name's Craig. Here we go. Oh, it's, it's Craig. Not yeah, Josh, Craig, Craig, her boyfriend. And did you notice that neither Michael Ironside or the priest seem too shocked that Mary Lou's possessing this girl? They're like, oh, I just thought it was a teenage girl acting like a teenage girl. Yeah. They're like just sitting around talking about it as if they're talking about like a football game. It just, they're like, yeah. Mary Lou's possessed this girl. Eh, not surprised. <laughs> like, how horrible was this woman? Like, <laughs> it, it's weird. The oh, and then the confessional where she's sent to go. Like, she had to confess earlier about something. Like, I was disrespectful to my mother, and then she sent her. I guess the day that her mom went through the window, mm-hmm. she was she went to go say hi to to Buddy. To priest buddy. And that that whole scene, the whole thing of just how her describing all this shit happening to her, and then he's getting into the whole juicy bullshit, and then she fucking kills his ass is fucking crazy. Yeah, that was like she does. She goes full I like the the climax and the last part of this film is just nuts. Like Vicky gets shot? What happened to Vicky that made her fall? Well, mm-hmm. Vicky goes on stage and she goes down. Someone takes her out. Mm-hmm. And it's like Mary Lou is reborn. Like yeah. very, very Hellraiser Frank I, style. I thought it was more like Dr. Giggles. Yeah. The opening scene with that kid. Oh, that too. I was, for some reason I was thinking um, Poltergeist 2. When um, the teenage daughter comes out of the psychic oh yeah this house is clean lady it i and i think poltergeist 2 came out after this so it would have well when did dr giggles come out 
No, Dr. Giggles came out after this, too. A lot of getting, like, opening the body and basically being pulled out of it like a fucking, like, being reborn or, like, being just basically inside of a body prison and being pulled out. Yeah, and she's all, she comes out all fucked up, but as time kind of progresses a little, she starts healing up. It it was, it it was freaking crazy. I love this movie. (laughs) I liked it too. I didn't hate it. Um, nothing. I don't really think that I would ever really switch or change anything in it if I were to rewrite it, or you know, even if like they were wanting to do a reboot of this shit. I don't know who you would cast in this movie, and I don't know how you would take it because it would probably be a train wreck, you know, if it was re- rebooted or. So I wouldn't even know where to even begin if they did it now. So go into details about that. That because the ending, yeah, I can I can agree. I can see that there was there was some very nightmare and um streety. That's a word now. Nightmare and um streety moments in this. <laughs> like there's Craig has a nightmare, and I think it's Mary Lou like comes out of his bed to grab him. It's like that. Yeah, that's straight Freddy Krueger shit right there. Yeah, the car scene. Oh, yeah, the car scene. The car scene at the end is a lot similar to the car scene in um in Nightmare. They're like, he turns over, says something, just kind of just like on the lines of, well, that doesn't normally sound like what my father would say. And locks the fucking windows and doors and hauls ass, which means, translation, you're fucked. <laughs> She's not really legitly at peace anymore. She's... She's going to wreak havoc, and it's a lot like Freddy. So I guess Mary Lou is like your Freddy, your female Freddy, kind of. Well, this did have a sequel. I actually watched Prom Night 3 right after this, The Last Kiss. And yeah, she is kind of this Freddy Krueger's character. Like this, She becomes kind of this poor guy's girlfriend, like undead girlfriend who just keeps killing people. Yeah. It's, it was the same in the long lines of like how um, Night of the Demons is with Angela. Yeah, very like Night of the Demons with Angela and also kind of like um, Return of the Living Dead 3. Where it's like, honey, stop eating people. This place seems empty. I think everybody leaves after Labor Day. This is nice, right? There's someone else staying here? Is Tamara home? I think you have the wrong trailer. I thought we were all alone.
So the stats for the Strangers Pray at Night movie, it was released in 2018. <laughs> and it stars Christina <laughs> Hendricks, Martin Henderson. Um, Martin Henderson, I really believe, could have been um, a better choice for Lewis Creed in um, Pet Cemetery the remake. I felt like he was a good actor for that movie instead of who they chose to be in Pet Cemetery for the remake. Christina Hendricks and Martin Henderson, they they do, I mean, Christina Hendricks is drop-dead gorgeous, but they do look like people that you would see in real life. Yeah, just with like, massive boobs. <laughs> yes, the massive massiveness of massive boobiness. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and that's one thing that bothered me about the Pet Cemetery remake, which bothers me about a lot of these remakes, is like, everyone's too damn pretty. Like, everyone looks like they just came off the cover of Vogue, and EQ. no. Yeah, that's that's not life. Like, that was the nice thing about the original. Like, the Creeds, they look like your neighbors. Like, they look like people you would see at the grocery store. Yeah, I have to agree. He would have been a better choice, along with a lot of other different people, or not remaking the movie at all, especially with shitty CGI and bad directing <laughs> fucking up the story, which apparently it's okay for these new filmmakers to fuck up your story, Mr. King, but when Stanley Kubrick does something, no, you have a big fucking problem with it. Of course. Of course. Of course. And like I said, that's like a big can of worms I feel like I opened up already. That, whoops. That's a whole nother show, because I, I, I went off on a whole thing about that too it's okay we're just gonna make another theme show of shit that like movies that sucked for us that's what we'll do i don't know if it'll be the next show but i'm I'm gonna definitely put it down in the works for (laughs) why the fuck we hate this movie so much we we can't do the dead don't die because we both have post-traumatic stress from that movie (laughs) just just sound like you know what As my friend Brian Farmer has said before, it's a dumpster fire, and he's going to hate me for quoting that, but it is. It fucking is. I would um, have preferred a dumpster fire. At least a, a dumpster fire is more interesting to look at. Like, Yeah, <laughs> it's like a train wreck. You can't keep your fucking eyes off of it. You're like, okay, this is like the seventh hour I've been watching this shit. Yeah, it's bad when I'm already looking at my watch to see how much more time i have in the movie and it's only been 10 minutes that is bad that's very bad bad. you're like i could be doing something better than this right it's like i could be eating donuts i i could be shampooing my carpets heck doing dishes sounds really good right now (laughs) yeah don't think about that no all right well the one thing I like about Strangers Pray at Night is the choice that they that they used like all different types of music in this kind of weird kind of setup. Because in the original movie you don't get anything. You get Liv Tyler and um her significant other basically coming home after denying him hardcore over fucking engagement. Like I said, I look I look at the movie and it didn't really do anything for me. The original. I loved that how they had them stalking the entire house and that there was a kind of cat and mouse vibe to it, but it didn't really invoke me with this movie in particular. 
it was slow and kind of dull. And because I went and I saw it because Liv Tyler's in it. Yeah. And someone told me, um, well, I didn't, I, I like rented it off of Amazon or something. And someone told me, oh, if you like your next, uh, which is a fantastic home invasion movie. They're yep. like, oh, you should check out Strangers. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, it's got Liv Tyler, who is, she's like a vampire. She keeps getting better looking. Like, if you've watched Harlots, it's ridiculous how gorgeous she is. Like, yeah, it's inhuman. Pleasure. <laughs> and it was so boring. And plus, they had shaky cam. And I hate shaky cam. It's like CGI blood. I hate it. <laughs> what was it? The... So, you know, yeah, the original did not invoke anything. They made a second one with this. And right off the bat, in the beginning of the scene in this movie, you get a soundtrack. You get a little bit of music. You get a creepy, eerie fucking vibe with this movie. And, of course, I ate it up like fucking popcorn because I had to just sit. And we're just sitting through this whole entire movie going, I really do like that they're using the music in this. I do like it that, you know. But, you know, they they give you a backstory with this movie. Yeah, they, like, the characters have stuff going on. The teenage daughter is a a troublemaker and... They're sending her to boarding school, which apparently is putting her parents in some financial straits. Her and her brother act like typical teenagers, which I have to say, this movie did a very good job at portraying teenagers. Yeah. (laughs) From my experience. Um, And so you get a background and you get more of an attachment to the characters early on, which I feel like the first one didn't. Like, especially there's this little bonding scene because for some reason like at first i'm like you know fuck these parents sending her off like that you know a band dumping dumping your kid because you probably did something to fuck her up and they share a cigarette outside i think it was a diner and it's kind of like oh on their way to go see i guess the aunt and the uncle that own this this resort trailer park ish type of thing and it's like what was it on memorial day or after I think it was like the weekend of. So everybody yeah. was gone, supposedly, and everybody was kind of, you know, even though I, you know, there would be probably people there. It's so weird. Yeah, that part didn't make much sense to me because, I mean, I have to work every damn Memorial Day, but I hear from people that get to do things that they would go to a place like that. Yeah. I Not totally agree too. The- opposite where be elsewhere and that's just weird so they you know like you said they're trying to understand they're like well you just need to go and you know do your community service and just you know kind of not be a fucking little shit half the time and go we're gonna stop at your aunt and uncle so you could see him for the last time and just see how that goes now that was fucking weird that like they pull up and, like, they have this big fucking German Shepherd kind of type of dog laying at the bed. And dog does not react. If that was my house, holy fucking shit. My animals would be barking and trying to eat this person in this, you know, trying to come into my bedroom. It's it's kind of weird, like, the dogs that you think would be these type of guard dogs. Like, from my experience, I used to work at PetSmart mm-hmm. washing dogs are usually the biggest pansies like dobermans are the biggest pussy dogs you'll ever meet <laughs> like, 
they're so timid. Like all the Dobermans that I, I had as like customers were so timid. And my neighbor even has a Doberman and this dog could eat me, but he always escapes and comes into my yard. So I, I try to go out and like bring him back to his, his daddy. And he's like terrified of me. And I'm like, dude, I could ride you to work. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Don't have to be scared of me. Oh, that's just, oh, I'm going to golden retriever. And it's like, he hates men. He does not like my husband, like hugging me. He will get in between and I am apparently his. So any man that comes anywhere close to the house that he, you know, anybody he does not know, it is like, I'm going to fuck him up. I'm going to eat him. You know, Cujo right there. Cujo. (laughs) Same thing. Same thing with the wiener dog. Same thing. But. Yeah, like I said, dog's laying on the bed. Um, is it? Yeah, it's doll face that comes walking up, lays right next to the husband after killing the wife, and just like kind of spoons, like big spoons for way close to the husband, and that's all you see in the beginning part of that. I thought that was a really interesting scene. Yeah, it was. It was good. Like it, it seems like with this movie, they saw where they went wrong with the first one, and this one had a lot more. A lot better pacing. It kept things interesting. I mean, that's the very beginning of the film. Is the aunt and uncle getting killed? I yeah, it, yeah. I that was just crazy. Just how that all ended, and then the, the story that comes along to it when they get into when they come to the resort, and it's dead as shit. And it's a very. It looks like a very cold night and very eerie. I, you know, I don't know what part of you know, the country this is in, it looks like it's Florida to me. The whole concept of how, like, they started off with, you know, is Hannah, or no, yeah, is Tamara home, excuse me, is Tamara mm-hmm. home. And that is creepy in its own sense, because, like, they're trying to figure out why is this girl who, not a soul in sight, shows up and asks for somebody in particular at the... Yeah, and it's creepy because... I mean, this just came out last year and like Mm -hmm. you get warnings and stuff all over the Internet and stuff. Like if someone shows up to your door and asks you if Anthony Johnson is home, they're part of a sex trafficking ring or they're cannibalistic serial killers. Do not answer them. Call the police right away. I mean, the Internet's full of those warnings. So it kind of invoked that where it's like, uh oh, they're fucked. I'm like, I don't even answer the fucking door. I'm like, no. No, don't feel like getting killed today. <laughs> that is, like, crazy how they start off with that. Um, and that they, I guess she, what, she runs off after getting into an argument with her parents again. And mm-hmm. they find their aunt and uncle's trailer, I guess, and find this fucking crazy, just the way that they were, like, mutilated and tortured in this movie. And how it just, you know, just looks fucking rat- weird. And they yeah, know. they were taken out. They just completely slaughtered. Mm-hmm. And the little touches to the the window that says "Help me" all over it. That was fucking crazy. Yeah, this film like it started off not really showing a lot. Mm-hmm. And then it shows you pretty much everything. And I wasn't, like, you know, the whole concept of it is that once they figure out, holy shit, there's fucking three lunatics and masks going after us. You know, the first one to die, of course, is Christina Hendricks. The person who's probably getting paid the most. Yeah. <laughs> them boobies need to pay for themselves, man. Yeah. It's like, I was, I was like, I think I know. 
I'm like, I of course know who's going to survive, but I'm like, they're going to take Christina Hendricks out first because she's probably costing them the most money. <laughs> she's here for two days. Let's get her the fuck out. No. Yeah. But, and she gets taken out pretty hard. I mean, she's helping her daughter through the window. Her daughter is holding her by the hands. It, mm-hmm. Was it pinup or doll face? It was doll face. And doll face yeah. takes like one of these weird bust type deals to knock the shitty trailer park door open, of course, because this thing's like two pieces of plywood. And so she can get through it. She gets through it. And literally, they're in that tiny ass bathroom, takes her out. And it's like, you know, I mean, if I if that was me in my situation with my daughter, I'd be like, get your fucking you're going to go through run like fucking hell. And I'm going to take this bitch out or attempt to try to take this bitch out. But she's like holding her hands as she's being just stabbed, just stabbed to shit. And she dies in a weird way. Like when the father finds her, she's just kind of in the sink, which I thought was a little weird. Yeah, it's like how how did she die in that pose? It's just and then just like the whole doodling artwork that is in the bathroom afterwards is pretty kind of an added touch to it of playing around. Um, that you know, like I said, these you know the three individuals as they are, I thought I'm like wow, these are pretty fucked up people. So Dollface's initiative, the the first one that everybody encounters, and then. So she's hauling ass away from all this shit that's happening, and then you encounter the man in the mask. Um, mm-hmm. What was it? Yeah, the son and the dad are there. They see that the corpse of you know his aunt and uncle are there, and so they're like, "Go run to the you know go run to the trailer and you know call the cops immediately." So they go. He hauls. He tries to haul ass, and he sees fucking the man in the mask. She's there with an axe. Fuck, that would scare me. Yeah, it's got that creepy... Like When I saw the first one, I kept calling him not Decker. Not Decker? That, like... Yeah, not not Dr. Decker from Nightbreed. Like, that just... It seems like almost the simplest masks are the most effective. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, this mask... Like, I don't know how to sew, and I could probably put this damn thing together in ten minutes. I made one for my husband because we did um, like a little like a strangers kind of theme for Halloween. And it like I said, you couldn't like we were looking for like light burlap burlap sacks to just put on his head and just cut the eyes Mm -hmm. out and just draw the fucking smiley face. Couldn't find any of that shit. So I literally had to take panels of, of burlap and sew it and then make eye holes and then just like pinch and sew what didn't look bunchy and i mean it was an okay mask i like the way that it turned out it's not similar to color like in the movie but i'm definitely down like i don't know if i ever see it out in the wild of course i'm gonna fucking buy it yeah but definitely. the actor that plays the man in the mask in this movie is damien i think it's Maffei. yeah Mm-hmm. And he's, I like I said, the way that he portrays this character is just like the way the the scene where was it the dad gets into a wreck, tells the son he needs to run off and get help again. Um, he's bleeding in this car. He's trying to get out. He's stuck in the car after running into the fucking trailer. He's impaled by a giant piece of trailer, like right through his abdomen. Yeah. So he's stuck. He ain't going anywhere. 
And the character gets, like, the way that he slowly gets into the car and just turns to the side in the front and just looks out and then turns the fucking radio on, flipping through the channels and where they play, like, a, a disco hit was pretty gnarly. That that scene was gnarly. Yeah, and the fa- I didn't understand, really, the father's reaction to just, like, sit there and yell. Like, you're, you're fucked. Just... Stop yelling. I don't know. Part of me would be like, I'm going to grab pieces of the house and try to shove it in his direction or something like that. But, you know, I guess when after you get out of the wreck, it's different. <laughs> I, I think I would have been just like, accept it. Because that was, I'm kind of shocked that he lived as long as he did mm-hmm. with this practical two by four in his abdomen. It's yeah. like, you're already you're you're dead. You're already dead. Like could it could have gone instantly, but told his son you need to fuck off and find a phone fast now. Go, you know. You know, like I said, everybody kind of gets fucked up in this movie. The son, you know, the whole scene where they're fighting in that pool area. Shit, I'd go there. Um, once again, fucking crazy music. Like I said, the dollface character I kind of like because she's the only one I feel besides no wait, not dollface. Excuse me, pinup. Pinup mm-hmm. pin and Dollface are the only ones in this um, particular movie that really talk, like, maybe once. And that scene where she's hiding in that fucking long uh, construction tube, that was, like, the yeah. scary part. And she pulls up with the truck, which, man, did they use the hell out of that truck. They're mm-hmm. like, we have a vehicle and we can use it to get to you. It was very kind of brought me back to terrifier it's like they have a truck you're there's nothing you can do you're fucked yep they will drive it through the trailer to get to you like these three were for not having a reason Uh to do this they were determined like they they were (laughs) like they were gonna get them no matter what (laughs) just picking off as many people as they could yeah, they, they were they were driven, not not uh, no, you know, with the tr- truck. But they were driven to kill. <laughs> it's okay, I'm not judging you. <laughs> what was it? Oh God, what else was about this movie that I I like so much besides the music and the just climax. the determining? Yeah, the climax. The, the damn truck on fire. Yeah, going after her. I was like. Holy shit. That's well, he... That thing exploded and he was still driving that fucker. Yeah. Oh my god, that thing was crazy and she's trying to fucking run away from a burning truck. Oh my god, I would just be like fuck no. I need to go somewhere that doesn't have a road. I was expecting her to jump off the bridge into the water. Mm-hmm. I thought that would be her escape and it would be like in the morning, you like she wakes up on the shore, but no. See, and that that could have been maybe one thing you could probably change about this movie, but I mean, all in all, not bad. But oh not, no, not at all. Yeah, I definitely like this movie. Um, what was it? Oh god, the way she got away was it. It was such a salute to the text chainsaw massacre. Yes, I I totally agree with that because. You know, the mom and the son show up and go, well, what's fucking wrong? You know, and only to see the fucking man in the mask trying to fucking kill her and, you know, haul ass off the fucking road. And he gets, tries, 
tries to get in, or I think he was in the bed of the truck. Yeah, yeah, he got in the bed of the truck. She hits him with something. Yeah, she fucking was like, fuck you, you know. And like I said, brother was injured in that pool scene. She pushed, like, she covers him with stuff only to come back to him and have him rescued and, and be in the hospital. There was an alternative version to the ending of this movie, um, which was that she thinks that, you know, somebody is at the, you know, they hear a knock at the door and they think it's the, they, they think it's the man in the mask and they're all fucking freaking out and shit like that. Like he's, like he's kind of like almost like Jason in a way or that he's, you know, going after that keeps coming back and keeps coming back. I, yeah, I could see Kane Hodder playing this character and freaking owning it. The buff ass fucking man in the mask. Cause Kane yeah. Hodder is fucking huge. What kind of killed me is the mother who she jumps in the back of the, her truck. She's never like get in. She just completely bails on her. I mean, at least in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the guy never even gets out of his truck, and he's like, "You can." He's like, "Get in," and he's motioning, "Get in." This mm-hmm. bitch was gonna take off and just let her get killed. Sorry there, bad girl, bad. <laughs> you know, shit like she's... that. You just gotta love humanity sometimes, and it's bullshit. I don't know. It it was good. I enjoyed it. I would definitely put it in again. Not so much the first strangers, but this one. But the second one. <laughs> Yeah, the second one. The first one can go to hell with its shaky cam. Note to self, no shaky cam for Madeline. All right. So with that, we are the guillotine girls. I am Madeline Mythos, and I just sat here and talked about movies with the glorious Queen Cujo. So, you know, ask us some questions or, or put some movie suggestions in. To us on Instagram. We love that stuff. 